Hey there, and welcome to the Wholehearted Life podcast. Now, if you are anything like me, the young professional, I know that you are looking to live a more balanced and wholehearted life. Well, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do that. So let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wholehearted Glow podcast. Slight rebranding. Changed from Wholehearted Life to Wholehearted Glow just for a variety of reasons. So appreciate you being supportive of that. I know that reflection or that change has been reflected on Instagram and that's cool. Basically the reason why I did it is I know life and glow, like they're two different words and words mean things, but I just wanted to try to help others embody the essence of really glowing authentically without the need for makeup, without the need for fake eyelashes, without the need for Botox, without the need for creams and products and things that you don't really need because I do truly believe that you can glow from the inside out just as you are. So that was the idea behind the rebranding and I appreciate you being supportive. A few of you have told me you like the name so that's cool. If you don't, I really don't care. Okay, so on today's episode, I know I've been so MIA and I totally apologize and I take ownership of that. And the real reason why is because I've been dealing with some crap, dealing with some challenges that have honestly made me a stronger human, but when you're in them, it's really hard to talk about. So my goal is to talk about that today. Um, So that, but also I'm just extremely busy. I'm a full-time personal trainer, so I do that constantly all day long, every single day. In addition to that, I'm also training for triathlon right now. I have a few races coming up and that is very time consuming because you are running, biking, or swimming every day, one to two of those sports every day very minimal rest time and it's very exhausting but it's really rewarding I'm in the best shape of my life which I really you can't I I never could really say that because I keep feeling like I get in better shape because I keep challenging myself in more ways which isn't like I'm not saying that to just like be cocky I'm just saying you know when you're in the best shape of your life you just know because you're like oh my god like I've just never felt this way Okay, so with that being said, this episode we're going to talk about um, dealing with trauma for the first time, what that experience is like, and how to work through kind of the steps that it takes when you're dealing with either like maybe it's a breakup or a divorce. For me, it was a loss of a client and friend. So I'm just going to tell the story. I mean... I know it's really, I don't know, I the reason why I want to tell the story is because I just want this to serve as something for someone, for them to understand that, like, you can go through some dark fucking shit that, like, literally you feel like your heart is just broken into a million pieces, but you can come out of it and you can be stronger and have a greater appreciation for life, so... I kind of want to share that story of dealing with trauma for the first time, but then also how I 
now live my life and how it's changed me and how it's made me a better person because that is life. There's never going to be a perfect day. There's never going to be a perfect moment. There's never going to be a perfect life. There's always going to be sacrifices. There's always going to be challenges. You're never going to have it all. Maybe some days you think you have it all. Some days you think you don't. So basically when I lived in Bozeman, Montana, I was a personal trainer for almost two years at a gym. And one of my first clients, her name was Sarah, she, I trained her for her wedding. So if you are a personal trainer listening to this or you do any type of coaching, you understand how literal, literally personal it is because you are with these people, <laughs> you know, coaching them through and helping them push past mental boundaries. And when mental boundaries come up, a lot of other stuff comes up. So anyways, I trained her for her wedding and then she got married like six months later and then um, I continued to train her after that and we just had a lot of really great times together training because we ended up doing some like training outside the gym as well which was fun because we would go on these runs and like I would bike next to her and it would be snowing out and like eight o'clock at night and she's running and I'm biking and we'd wake up early and go for these runs up in the mountains and um, we'd do Pilates sessions together, yoga sessions together, and it was just, it ended up being kind of like a client, but also like a friend, because she was 29, and I'm 26, I was like 24 at the time, but uh, yeah, and she really pushed me to take the plunge and the leap of faith to move to Miami, she was like, do it, do it, and I was like, okay, cool, Um, and yeah, that was one of the last times that I saw her. So basically what happened was I stopped training her in January of 20, oh my gosh, uh, 2018. And then I moved and we maintained our relationship, our friendship, and we would talk every week or two and some stuff started going on with her and I'm not really going to get into that. But basically what happened was it was December 14th and I had just gone back from my trip to Thailand and um, I was really determined to hit some goals at work and I was like, I'm not stopping until I hit these goals, uh, which means I'm going to work my ass off and not rest and recover and take the time that I needed. So anyways, I'm getting ready for like the holiday party and it was just interesting like it's cool to report record this podcast and be able to reflect on like do you ever feel like you have those moments where you just know something without knowing it like that day before I got in the call I was laying on my couch just like staring out my window and looking at the rain and just feeling just feeling some type of way and then I was getting ready for the holiday party for my company and I got a call from the police and they were like we need to talk to you immediately about your friend Sarah and like that's that was a traumatic experience for me because when someone passes in your life and you're not able to speak with like a loved one or a friend of that person for them to tell you like what's going on it's really really like baffling and hard to believe and it puts you in like that very shock like fight or flight state and I got a call and 
I spoke with the police officer and she was asking me all these questions and anyways it ended up being I'm not going to get into the details because the details were actually something that was very traumatic for me to like think about just because I have been in her house but she ended up committing suicide and it was so hard because obviously your heart breaks for her husband and for her family and her friends and like for her but also I feel like the biggest heartbreak was just for her because when you are someone's coach or you're someone's trainer or you're someone's like instructor or whatever it is you you feel a sense of responsibility to them that like you're not going to do them wrong and you're going to lead them the right way and so when it happened, I was in shock and I was like, okay, I can't process this, don't have time, have all these work goals to focus on. So I just kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing and like just was like, well, Sarah died, but I'm just going to pretend that didn't fucking happen. And then I somehow contracted a pneumonia and about one week after her death, I couldn't breathe. Like I was laying in my apartment this was after, no, this was a week and a half after because I went home to Maine for Christmas and I was getting really, really sick. And then I came back and I went to the doctor and they thought it was bronchitis. And then I was like not getting any better. And then a day later I went back because I was like, nothing you gave me helped. I can't breathe. And they're like, oh, you have pneumonia, which I believe in mind and body connection to your physical well-being. So I really think it was a message from the universe that like I needed to slow down. I needed to process what was happening. There was like a very deep trauma happening within my head of the whole death and how it was brought up to me and everything that happened. And yeah, so I ended up getting pneumonia and I had to slow the fuck down. And that was really painful because I was alone. Um, I live by myself and, um, like within a community, but I do live alone. And um, I should probably edit that out. I don't know. Whatever. No one knows where I live. So it's fine. Miami's a huge city. (laughs) Anyways, I had to sit and kind of think about it and it was really painful. And so then I just, I got better from the pneumonia and I just went back to my normal life. And this is where I just want to really, really emphasize that like when you're dealing with a trauma of some losing someone very close to you in very close age and when it was like a suicide or whatever it may be if you're dealing with any type of circumstance it's really important to understand that like you're gonna feel emotions that are so foreign to you and so confusing that you don't feel like yourself and so it took me like two months for it to really hit and then I remember one night I was just laying in bed like And it felt like a brick was crashing down onto my chest. And it was just so fucking horrible because I just felt like it was my fault. And that's what I've been dealing with the past six or seven months. And I know that that's not true. And I'm working on releasing that and I'm working on forgiving her. But it just feels like, well, I was her coach. I should have known this was going on. I should have known she was depressed. I should have known there was like a health issue there and I didn't see it. I didn't catch it. Of course, I didn't live there, but still like we talked a lot and I just can't believe I didn't pick up on this. And so for me, it was dealing with this 
feeling of self-worth just being so low. And I consider myself to be such a happy and positive person. I couldn't believe the thoughts that I was having. Like, I was struggling in a way that I have never struggled before with emotions that I've never dealt with before. Sadness, depression, grief, like anger. It was horrible and I feel like I'm finally coming out of it. But there were some days, honestly, even like a month or two ago because it's taken me so long to process this and like there is a six step, I believe, like grief cycle and you really do go through every step. But there were days that like I really didn't think I was going to be able to feel better. Like I really didn't think I was going to be able to feel happy again. I didn't think I was going to be able to like make it through. And I remember just one day like walking down the street and looking at the beautiful Miami skyline on the way to work and like the sun was rising and there were like pink clouds and blue sky and all of the skyscrapers. And I was just walking and it felt like this dark cloud like it felt like a lens like it felt that someone had placed this lens over my eyes that just made the world seem like this dark horrible place and that's so messed up to even say but I had never felt that before I didn't know that was a like I was like this is probably what people that have depression struggle with and like that's a very real stage of grieving and it was really scary for me so I ended up going to therapy and like talking to someone about it which was good but basically being able to understand that you can get through something like that and you just have to be so open about how you're feeling so when I was really processing this and obviously I still am because it's still emotionally charged for me but I feel a lot more acceptance now um I felt that this that her death was a burden that I was carrying around and I didn't want to tell anyone about it and I didn't want to like open up to anyone the only person that I would talk to was my dear friend Maggie and she was the only one who understood no one else I could talk to about it and so I really think that when you're dealing with something like that, you just have to feel supported and you need to make your voice heard. And that's honestly why I haven't been on the podcast because I just really didn't feel like anything I had to say was worthy because I've been dealing with self-worth issues because I felt like I failed my client. My client killed herself. And as a result, I'm a shitty trainer. I'm a shitty coach. And why should I even bother? So... I've been working on releasing that. I've been meditating a lot. I've been training really hard because that's a mental release for me. And I've also been offering just trying to offer the things that I do as a dedication to people that are struggling. So I know that that seems kind of, I don't know, maybe that seems stupid, but I don't really care. For me, um, I know other friends that have dealt with trauma before and I just knew that I needed to, for me, eliminate alcohol. So because I know some friends that are struggling with it, I've never struggled with alcoholism. Luckily, I'm not a big drinker, but I know some people that are having struggles in their life as a result of alcohol intake, and I'm doing it for them. So that's kind of where I'm at. But having a dedication was 
healing for me because it took it away from just my own suffering, I guess, to help other people in a way or to create an intention behind something I was doing. So yeah, and that was kind of my experience dealing with trauma for the first time. And what I will say to you is don't feel ashamed about the emotions that you're feeling and don't feel ashamed about the timeline in which you're experiencing the emotions because for me, I was like, well, this happened six months ago. Like, why am I still sad about this? But it takes a long time for the brain to process these very abrupt things that happen. And yeah, it's super challenging. So as a result of that, let me just briefly run by you the ways in which I've shifted my life. I, like I said, I no longer drink. So that's changed my social what I consider to be social and my social interaction, but it's been such a great decision for me, even though I was only drinking maybe once or twice a week, complete elimination was not only something on my bucket list, but something I wanted to do. And I just feel better. I feel stronger. My skin is better. I sleep better. I'm not bloated. I don't binge eat and I cannot recommend it enough. It's truly amazing. Another thing is I... I feel like I just try to tell people that I love them more, which I guess sounds super cliche, but the fact that we're able to live and exist as humans and to be in this world having this human experience, like, it's amazing, but it doesn't mean it's easy, but being able to share that with other people and know that you appreciate them is so important, and sometimes we go our whole lives without like connecting with someone or meeting someone or telling someone we love them and I just don't ever want that I don't ever want to feel like I could have told someone that and not so like I even like told yeah just people that maybe I wouldn't normally so there's that another thing is just really working on being present that's such a hard thing in this day and age but Being present with people and I do this thing now that sounds, again, so freaking simple, but I just, I look them in the eye and when I look them in the eye, I just, it's my goal to really see them, see that person for who they are, like, not like the surface and the appearance, but just like really deep into their eyes and into their soul of like, who is this person in front of me and like, how can I help them and what do they have... Like, they have so much to give to the world, and I truly believe that every person has that, and that's a pretty powerful thing. And then the last thing I would say is that I am really working on releasing any judgmental thoughts about other people, and I think that it's natural in our modern society to judge people because we want to, like, be in competition with them, but... It's so liberating when you don't judge people anymore. And there was this quote I read one time in a book that was like, what you condemn will condemn you. And that is like the only thing that's helped me stay strong to a mentality of not talking badly about other people. So basically I mean the quote is like if you talk shit about something or you say something negative about someone else like oh I would never do that oh well 
just wait because the universe might have something right around the corner for you that's that exact thing that you said you hated. So it's that what you condemn will condemn you. So working on that has been just something kind of a personal project and it's really hard like every day it's so hard not to be negative every day it's so hard not to get dragged down by like the opinions of others about you or other people's attitudes but it's all about having a good energy but also like an essence that is not something that can be perturbed by other people and that's a really cool place to be in a sense of like being in your power and being in your goddessness that you are for all my ladies listening like being in this space where it doesn't really matter what's going on around you because you're staying neutral ground where you're at and that's I think challenging whether you're more of a hype person or more of someone who struggles with positivity because neutrality I feel like is the hardest. It's easier to be like so far on one end or so far on the other end but like being right in the middle that's where you can really preserve your energy to then channel it in a really positive way so that like your stress levels don't go up. You don't feel like you're wearing yourself too thin like you're able to stay right in the middle so I will say working on non-judgment has helped me with that preservation of energy. So that's my story about dealing with trauma for the first time. I'm really lucky that that was, you know, it's not like I had a horrible upbringing or dealt with anything that would cause trauma in my life. I mean, that was really the first time. That was the worst thing that I've ever had to deal with. And I understand that other people listening have probably dealt with a lot worse things, but I still believe that every voice should be shared and we all deserve to tell our story as hard as it is for me because sometimes I feel like my voice doesn't need to be heard my story doesn't matter and I think those are normal thoughts that we all have but you know what I'm stomping down and saying that my voice does deserve to be heard because maybe one other person can listen to this and understand that you're not alone and that if you're struggling with something that's challenging or you're dealing with a traumatic experience it's a part of life you'll probably have to deal with another one it's not fun it's super revealing of what's going on within you but you can come out stronger and I will attest to that because I have dealt with some of the darkest shit that I've ever dealt with in the past six months but I'm in such a better place now and I'm feeling so much better. I'm not um, recording this podcast for pity or sympathy, simply just to share my story to let you know that what you do matters, what happens to you matters, and it's okay to be open about it. So thank you for listening. Feel free to check out Wholehearted Glow on Instagram. I'm taking an Instagram hiatus right now, so if you haven't seen me on there, that's why I should be back on there in a few weeks. Just wanted to reconnect to myself, reconnect to my intentions, reconnect to what I want to do this summer, and be the best person that I can be and embody some of the things that I find that are challenging to embody like grace and strength and resilience and compassion so all of my love to you and namaste okay
Thank you so much for listening to the Wholehearted Life podcast. I hope you really enjoyed today's content and I will be sharing more and more with you as the weeks go on. If you liked what you listened to today, please consider writing me a review and rating this podcast. I would totally appreciate it. Maybe just a few sentences telling everyone what you liked about the show. And if you are looking for more on Wholehearted Life, things, moments, inspiration, you know where to find me on those social media handles. So just go on over to wholehearted underscore underscore life on Instagram. If you are interested in Snapchat, where I post exclusive content only to Snapchat that you will not see anywhere else, and we get a more personal interaction, you can find me at Blazer Trail. That is B-L-A-I-S-E-R-T-R-A-I-L. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time on The Wholehearted Life.